Last month, one of our young adults was baptised here in the church. It was great fun. We had the font or the tub set up here and then family and friends were invited to get a, a really close look. And as the young lady came out of the waters of baptisms, we, we sang a worship song and then family and friends were free to share a scripture verse or prayer. And in a similar way, some 50 years or so or more, Edith was also baptised. And the scripture verse her grandfather gave her was Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your paths straight. So this afternoon we're going to spend a few minutes unpacking this verse and seeing what we can learn and how this reflects Edith and her life. So trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Well, what does it mean? Well, when viewed alongside the verse that follows, verse 8, it becomes clear. The verse that follows says, do not be wise in your own eyes. So, lean not on your own understanding, and do not be wise in your own eyes. And this is a call to be humble a call away from thinking that we know what's right about so many things and a call to say, well, in many ways, especially the ways of God, I have much to learn. And it's a call to sit under the teaching and the guidance of God as we find in the Bible. Now, this call to trust in the Lord with all our heart and lean not on our own understanding is not a call to put aside our perfectly good minds, our common sense and the community wisdom that we have. It's not to dumbly follow whatever the person at the front of church says, not to do what the church in general tells us to do. It's a call to use our brains, our common sense, and the community wisdom in one hand, and alongside have the Bible on the other. Now most of the time, what our brain and our hearts are telling us, and what the Bible tells us, align. And there's no problem. For instance, in the Bible we find Jesus saying, love your neighbour as yourself. And this is often stated as the golden rule. Do unto others as you have them do unto you. And this lines to much of our thinking, to common sense and the community values where we live. So there's no problem. They align. However, there are a few times, a very few times, when our thinking, our common sense and community wisdom and the Bible do not line up. And that's where we have trouble. So when Jesus said, love your enemy, do kind things to those who hate you, we say, really? Are you serious, Jesus? Do you really want me to turn the other cheek? Can I remind you of a few things? Like vengeance and justice. And without blinking, Jesus just looks back at us and says, love your enemy Love those who hate you. And that's when Proverbs 3, 5 kicks in. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Love your enemies. So as I said, most of the time, our common sense, our thinking, the community values and the Bible are aligned. But now and again, they don't. And that passage is a call to trust God during those times. Just like Edith did. 
by making that verse central to her life. And you know that, otherwise you wouldn't be here. You've seen that reflected in Eva's life. And the biggest challenge with all this, trusting in the Lord with all our heart and leaning not on our own understanding, is when it comes to Jesus himself. Because on the one hand, Jesus is the most compassionate of people. But on the other hand, he says things that our modern ears find most arrogant and unacceptable. Let me explain. First, his compassion. A story from the Gospels. One day Jesus was teaching in the temple and his enemies brought to him a woman caught in adultery. And trying to trap Jesus, they said, Jesus, the law says that this lady must be put to death by stoning. What do you say? Jesus pauses a bit, returns to his writing from which he was interrupted. Then he looks up and he says, he who was without sin cast the first stone. And then he goes back to his writing and there's silence, an awkward silence. Then one by one the accusers slip away. Eventually Jesus looks up to see the woman standing alone. And so Jesus says to the woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? And she said, well, no one has, Lord. Then neither do I condemn you. Go now and leave your life of sin. I mean, isn't this a wonderful example of Jesus' wisdom and compassion? And there are many of these stories that we find in the Gospels and the rest of the New Testament. And we're astounded and ask, well, who is this Jesus? But almost in the same breath, Jesus offends. One day he's speaking to his disciples when he just dropped this into the conversation. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And we say, really? Are you serious, Jesus? Can no one come to God except through you? Without blinking, Jesus looks back and says, no one. And we say, what about the Jews and the Muslims? No, not them. What about the Buddhists and the Hindus? What about those who have tribal religions? And Jesus says, no, none of them. Nobody can come to God except through me. And we're appalled. We're angry. (laughs) We're even disgusted. How arrogant we say. How dare Jesus offend so many people. Who is this man? And our brains and our common sense and our community wisdom rise up and say, no way. And then quietly we whisper, no wonder they put him on a cross. But here again, this is when Proverbs 3, 5 kicks in. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Do not be wise in your own eyes. So instead, when we're confronted by these challenges of Jesus, someone of faith, like Edith, will say, okay, Jesus, if you say you're the only way, it must be true. How does it work? And so straight away, Jesus becomes so more interesting and compelling than we ever thought. You see, most of us think Jesus was just this cool dude who lived hundreds of years ago who said some lovely things and did some very kind deeds. 
But he's way more interesting than that. And of course, there's more. Because the Bible claims that Jesus rose from the dead. Really? Seriously? Yes, physically and historically, Jesus rose from the dead. One day they laid him in a tomb, stone cold dead. And three days later, he was raised from the dead, alive. And with much compelling evidence to back this up, Christians believe Christ rose from the dead and because he did, death has no fear for those who put their trust in Jesus. For all those who trust in the Lord with all their heart and lean not on their own understanding. And this is Edith's testimony from her baptism as an 11 or 12 year old right through to her last breath Edith had a firm and steadfast hope in Christ her Lord. And though we grieve and we ache and some of us wonder how we will get through this day, let alone the rest of this week, we have the certain and sure and steadfast knowledge that Edith is with Christ and that we who trust in Jesus will one day be reunited with her. You see, Psalm 121, which we heard earlier, is Edith's reality, not only over the past 60 plus years, but now with Christ. Verses 1 and 2 of Psalm 121, I lift my eyes up to the hills. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. The last few verses, the Lord will keep you from harm. He will watch over your life and the Lord will watch over your coming and going now and forevermore. So this afternoon, though we grieve, we are confident that Edith is in a better place, a place with no more tears, no more pain, no more suffering, a place of delight, a place of joy, and a place of freedom, and that she is united with her loved ones, those who loved Christ and died before her, even her grandfather, who gave her that verse, Proverbs 3, 5 and 6. Imagine that. It is a great comfort. So, we are encouraged in our grief. But there's also a challenge to consider. The challenge to consider Christ with new eyes, to consider him afresh. He who offends our modern ears on one hand, yet with great compassion and warmth and love, made all the difference in the world. Imagine the difference when we trust in the Lord with all our heart and lean not on our understanding. And when we do, a whole new world opens up before us. Eternal life on this side of the grave and life everlasting on the other. Victory over death, life with Christ forever. Let's pray.